Welcome back to the Water Boys podcast. We're here in the VPL, fourth level, self meeting room. I'm here with my co host, Josh. We're whispering a little bit because the walls aren't all the way up to the roof, so people can hear us. But uh, I believe everyone has their headphones in. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we won't be bother- bothering anyone around us. But uh, there, just a heads up, people. Uh, there is someone on the phone here, and he's pretty loud. I don't even know where the hell he's, he, what level he's in. But uh, I swear, uh, the, this mic picks it up. So just in case you hear that, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, our mics are hella sensitive. Uh, so, Nick, how's it going? It's going great. We're going to be talking about basketball. NBA basketball this week. How do you think I feel? I'm ecstatic. <laughs> I can tell in your face, bro. <laughs> I smile with my eyes. Yeah, I can see that smile. Okay, so we're talking about the five games to watch for this week, right? Definitely. Uh, now we're what? Uh was it three weeks into the season? Four Eight weeks? games into the season, yeah. 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 Uh, I thought that it is the perfect time to start evaluating some of our fellow Canadians in the association. Oh, Canada. Yeah. So we're going to have an, uh, a, an Oh, Canada segment, guys. And what basically it is, it's, I mean, you can guess right off the bat. We're just talking about players who are standing out from that come from Canada and that are doing really well right now. Who's our obvious first pick? My boy Andrew Wiggins. He's been killing it. Andrew Wiggins averaging 24.6 points, 4.8 rebounds, 2.6 assists on 46.1% shooting. Most importantly, he's attacking the rim. He's not settling for jump shots anymore. No, he's taking out the mid-range game a lot, right? He's not taking as many of them. I think they, they were showing a uh, a chart, and it showed that uh, his he was shooting seven of them. He was averaging seven of them last season, and then this season he's only averaging four of them, and he's taking more three-pointers this year than he ever has. And he's driving to the rim, and his defense has gotten a lot better. He's not a fucking... Seriously. Sorry. Seriously. Add that out. He's, no, he's not, a, um, he's not a pylon on defense anymore. Yeah. I mean, it, it's about time. We've been waiting for him to blow up for a while now. What is this, his fifth season? Fourth season, Fourth I believe. Fourth season, and he just he, he hasn't been everything that he's been built out to be, right? Uh, you would expect that him and Cat would make a good duel and ha- lead this team to a playoff spot eventually. Interesting statistic. Apparently, when Andrew Wiggins and Cat are on the floor, Cat doesn't do better. He gets he's statistically worse actually with Wiggins on the floor, and that's not good at all. I believe he's down. I forgot the exact points, but he's down at least five whenever Wiggins and him are on the floor. That's not good at all. That's not a good sign for the Timberwolves. They got to find a way to work those two in. Either you sell high on Wiggins right now and go in all in with Cat, or you got to figure out figure out something. Well, what would you do in this situation, Nick? I still try to work them out. They're two young pieces. I wouldn't trade Wiggins. Yeah, two two young players that should be that should be hitting their prime together at some point, right? Yeah. So I mean, you would expect them to start being able to play together. You they should be able to play together. Well. Like you don't want to trade a young piece, right? If you're gonna draft a young piece, that's very uncertain that they're gonna pan out. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of pieces that don't pan out, Kendrick Nunn. 
Right, right. right. You got to save that for the rookie watch. I'm bro. sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm very excited for that guy. I, I know. There's a lot of pieces that are interconnecting in these next two episodes we're going to make, right? That's true. The next episode is the rookie watch. Uh, but anyways, back to uh, Wiggins. Uh, what I've found very impressive of him is that he's been super clutch this season. Yes, down the, in the fourth quarter, yes. yes. Uh, uh, so the NBA has clutch statistics, which is basically the last five minutes of the game and the game being five, uh, a, diff- a game difference of five points or less. Uh, in that time, Wiggins has been super clutch. He's shooting 62.5% from the field. Uh, if we actually take down his shots, he's been 10 for 17 from the field in that time. And his three-point shooting in clutch situations is at 60%. Oh, that's unsustainable, but that's a good streak. That, that's pretty good. I, th- I was checking, I was ranking him uh, with players that have taken at least 10 clutch shots. And he ranks second in a lot of the statistics. And he's up there with a lot of great players right now. Like this season or yeah, this season? This okay, season that's a really right good. Now. That's really good. Yeah, he, I think uh, the only one that's above him, if who was it? I can't. I think it was. Uh, I think it was. Uh, what's his face? Harden. That was just above him, but he's taking a lot more shots. I mean, look at all that talent coming out of Toronto, man. That's a lot of good talent. Yeah. Sorry, true. I mean Ontario. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's like, it's funny. Eh? It, they're like the mecca of hockey, and now they're starting to turn into the mecca of basketball for for Canada too. Now, who's another one that we we're gonna talk about? You want to talk about the Jamal, or you want to talk about Shea? Uh, which one do you want to talk about? Let's talk about Jamal. Okay, talk. Jamal Murray, one of the guards for the Denver Nuggets. I believe it's his third season. Third season, right? Yes. He's fresh off a five-year, $170 million contract extension with the Nuggets. That's the max deal. This season, he looks... I don't know how he's looking overall, but in the few games that I've seen him, he looks kind of quiet with his points. Yeah, just a little, but I mean... It's like that whole team needs to start waking up at some point, right? It's not just Jamal that's having a quiet season. It's like the, every single Denver player, they're not playing like they used to last year. I mean, that yeah, that whole Denver team, I don't know what's up with him. For this season, he's only averaging 19.3, 5 rebounds, and 4.5 assists. His numbers look this, mostly the same from last year. He's attempting a little bit more two-pointers in his... Free throws are up a little bit this year, but other than that, I don't see a huge statistical jump. But it is early in the season; it's only eight games. Yeah, it is early. Right now, he's leading the team in scoring. Uh, I would hope that that would change at some point in the season, just because I would think. Uh, I mean, Jokic is down quite a bit right now on that team, right? So Jokic is he, another one who's he, not. Yeah, he needs his numbers to get to go up in order, if, in order for this team to uh, advance more into the playoffs than what they did last year. They're going to need a lot more from Jokic. That's true, but Jamal Murray runs that team too, and it, it showed last year he was pretty inconsistent in the playoffs. Like he would have good games and bad games. Yeah, it was guy's still learning, right? Still a young player. Uh, you know, uh, what I like about the guy is that 
he doesn't really let bad games affect him. Like he still tries to play the same way he 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 always plays, right? And even when he sees that he's starting to miss shots, he still doesn't let it affect him. I uh, I know that he incorporates uh, what is it meditation a lot into his game in order to calm down. Apparently, when he first started off as a rookie, he was very anxious. But meditation will help them calm down a little bit, and he said that it's helped his game quite a bit. Well, it's it's too hard. It's too early to tell right now. That Denver team needs to wake up. They've kept the same core. I thought they should have been first in the West. Speaking of first in the West, our favorite team. You're very negative about them. Sorry, not negative, but pessimistic. I'm very optimistic about them. <laughs> But that's a story for another time. We'll we'll do that argument in the next episode. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We'll do that for another time. I think Jamal Murray. Let's see how he goes throughout the year. I just my biggest quarrel with him. It's very inconsistent. Some games he'll look like a world beater, and other games he'll look pretty mediocre, pedestrian. Yeah, I agree. Another Canadian that I love to watch. You love to watch. He was on the Clippers last year. Now he's on OKC. Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's doing super well right now. Uh, I was checking uh, statistics-wise, and he's up. He's up in everything, including points. He has the biggest jump out of any player in the NBA right now between points. I think it was 12 points he's up. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, he's in the conversation for MIP. Oh, yeah. yeah. Him. Brogdon, Siakam, and who would be the last one? I forgot his name. From where? Shoot, I forgot his name. I'm going to have to look it up. There's one more guy. But, uh, yeah, so far he's having a great season. Uh, He hasn't had a sophomore slump. Has not hit him. His defense has improved from last season. Uh, His defensive rating is showing it. Oh, no, no, it was Brandon Ingram, sorry. Brandon, oh, yeah, B.I., he's having a great season so far. Uh, last season, he was shooting 36.7% from the three. This year, through eight games, he has a 40% shooting from three-point land, which is a really good, uh, uh, what do you call it, improvement from last year. A great jump, statistically, yeah. Yep. Uh, he, scored 20, he scored at least 20 points in the last five, uh, in five of the last nine games. Last Yesterday night against who was it they were facing? I can't remember, but he he had an abysmal game, unfortunately, against the Warriors. I think Uh, it was the Warriors. Yeah, it was the Warriors. But Uh, they still won. They still won. But uh, he's still playing really well. I think his best game so far was against the Wizards this year when he scored 28 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists. Uh, that was really good. Yeah, that yeah. was as good. I know it's the Wizards, but you know what? You, they all count in, in the end. He played pretty well that game, and I think he ended up shooting at, uh, 58% that game. I believe so. He has a lot of potential. He's so long. Yeah, and the way he drives, you can't block him too because he's moving you too, and he's not he's not jumping at a predictable time. He's jumping on his own time. Uh, you think... In the future, we might be talking about him as the best uh, NBA player Canada has. I think it's going to be him, Jamal Murray, as our backcourt for Team Canada. I really think they should play for Team Canada. Definitely. Uh, unlike some people who don't want to play, but we'll leave that for another day. I think Wiggins should come back. That's that's a front. That's our back three already covered. 
and we have Tristan Thompson. All we're missing is a legit center. That's true. Right. That's true. Uh, speaking of Tristan Thompson, he's had a resurgence this year. Oh, he's playing like a third round value in fan or like fantasy basketball wise. Yeah, he's doing really well this year. He's averaging a double double, seventeen point four points, eleven point six rebounds, two point six assists. Shooting fifty percent from the field, he scored his first ever three this year. I don't know if you remember that. Everyone was making such a big celebration of it. Uh, he has one point six blocks per game, which is pretty good. Uh, yeah, he's having quite the year with Cleveland. I know it's just Cleveland, but uh, this is the Tristan Thompson that we were hoping to see a few years ago. Remember, he had that one playoff run where he was just lights out he was playing so well defensively and even on the offense he was chipping in and then all of a sudden the next season came and he was just not the same player anymore well any player that plays with lebron you're going to carry a lot of responsibility and you get most of the blame yeah that's true uh but who's the fourth canadian you want to look at the fourth canadian okay so so far we've had wiggins we've had tristan and we've had shay and Murray. Uh, and who? Murray. Yeah, Murray. Who's our fifth one? Huh? I want to add Dylan Brooks to this one. Memphis? Memphis, yes. I didn't even know he was a Canadian this whole time. Me neither. I was actually watching one of the games this past uh, week. Uh, he he balled out. And when they said he was Canadian, I was like, you got to be kidding me. He's Canadian. I didn't even know that. Dude, why did, like we have so much talent except our freaking Team Canada. We, we can't put it together. You know what? I think it's got a lot to do with... The timing. That. And FIBA really screwed up. Like They shouldn't have put a World Cup right before an Olympic year. You would hope that, that they would have time in between, in between uh, tournaments, right? Yeah. Just because players aren't willing to give up that much time, right? No, especially with how grueling that NBA season is. I don't think you would want to sacrifice your summer. Yeah, that exactly so <clears throat> what can i say about dylan brooks let's say he's averaging 13.6 points four rebounds 1.6 assists and he's shooting 40 percent from from uh from field gold and he's shooting 40 percent from three and he's averaging a steal a game he's actually doing pretty well i've seen him a lot playing in clutch situations in the fourth quarter this year just because memphis is having Another load management problem. Uh, they have load management with Jaw because Jaw was coming off uh, surgery from his uh, knee. So now they've got him at a time limit of like 30 minutes about. That's where they want him to play. So he, once he starts, he once they take him out in the fourth, I've been seeing Dylan Brooks play a lot and he's been doing pretty well. He's, uh, he's a 3 and D guy. His three-pointers need a little bit of improvement. Uh, he doesn't take as many. Uh, he's doing really well. His defense and radios, ratings have improved. And his biggest game this season was against the Phoenix Suns when he scored 31 points and managed to shoot five for seven from three-point land. Oh, that's a really good... Sorry, that's a really good efficiency. Who else do you want to talk about? Are we done with Old Canada? I think we're done with Old Canada. That's a good five, five picks. Yep, and uh, we'll keep doing this, what, every, I don't know, you want to do it every two weeks, just to keep, keep an eye out on how our Canadians are doing? Our lovely Canadians.
PSA. I think the east eastern side of Canada is nicer than the west coast. Damn. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. Um, you want to talk about the five games we should be watching this week now? Five games. Who you got? Okay, so first game for me this week is on Monday, November the 11th, holiday. I think everyone should be watching basketball, or at least at some point in that day. We have Dallas versus Boston. Ooh, Dallas versus Boston. My point from this game is, holy crap, Luka Doncic has an amazing statistic line where he's almost averaging a triple-double. And in his sophomore year, in his sophomore year, and it's and I feel like it's not a like a forced triple double, you know. It's where impactful. Every, where everyone is like doing things to get you those numbers. No, he's going out there and getting them done, man. He's playing so well this year, averaging twenty seven point seven points, ten point eight rebounds, and nine point one assists per game. Nick, you know what I'm excited for? What? It's going to be Monday as well. The Raptors and the Clippers. The reunion of Kawhi Leonard against his former team that he won a championship with. It's it's amazing. Uh, he still has good things to say about Canada and Toronto. Uh, he, he, I'm going to read you one of his quote, quotes. Uh, he says, the guys, the journey, also the country, the city. It was amazing. There's so much you could keep going on and talking about it. He just has nothing but good things to say about Canada, man, and his time when in Toronto. But he just wanted to go home. You can't blame him for that. Bro, he got them his own, their only championship. I'm going to be happy with that if I were them. I would be very happy. Uh, you, does he get his ring? He do gets you know? his ring. He gets his ring. Wow. So they're going to do the ring presentation. I wonder who's going to give it to him. Probably Lowry, right? Yeah, but Lowry's out. Well, I think Lowry. they're playing in LA, yeah, though. Yeah, they're playing in LA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Lowry's out with, what was it, a uh, fracture in his... Uh, Ligamentary, I think. Oh. So he it has nothing to do with the previous injury. And also, Ibaka has a severely sprained ankle. Right ankle, yes. Yeah. So uh, Fred Flanfleet, everyone on Fantasy, watch out for him. He's going to get an uptick in usage. Yes, that's true. Also, Pascal Siakam, he's been on a tear this year. MIP. Oh, Yeah. Probably. I can see that happening. He's averaging 27.9 points on 51.9 shooting this year. Oh, that's efficient. Next game? Next game, who you got? I think you got one before mine. I have the Clippers and the Rockets. You have the Clippers and the Rockets. I have LA and Phoenix. So battle of two of the rig- resurgent teams. Phoenix, I think they're 5-2 and two this season. 5-2. and two. They No, 5-3. and three. Oh, they lost their last game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they lost their last game. And Lakers is seven and one. You're pretty pessimistic about the Lakers. Since we always go down early, I totally get it. In the second half, we always make those adjustments to win. But I don't think we can do that against Phoenix. I think they have a really solid team. I think Rubio and Baines really com- complete that team. You can't forget about sorry shooting. It's just he's got so much shooting on this team. And now Devin Booker, he but, doesn't have to focus on being the focal point. He's just got to do go out there, get the ball, and shoot. But the problem is with Phoenix, they have no bench. So how are you going to sustain that, right? That's true. Lakers have a bench, as much as you hate to admit it. I'll give you they have more of a bench than Phoenix. I'll, okay, give, we you got, we I'll have, give you that much. We have Caruso, Kuzma, Howard. Again, Nick, I want to keep getting into this with you. 
okay, look at the schedule. Look at the teams we faced. Look at the one team that is actually a finals, uh, a team that everyone expects to make the finals. That's the one team we ended up losing against. By 10, it's the first game. And they're still missing one key player. So again, Nick. I'm just saying uh, we're 7-1. and one. You got to be optimistic. And I'm just saying get ready to get brought down to earth in December because that's not going to last. We'll be fine. Don't worry. Next game? Next game. Who you got? Okay. Next game I got, uh, well, this is more because of the storylines that everything's going to happen around this game. Uh, Dallas versus the Knicks. This time? In the Garden. In the Garden. Okay, Nick. So this game's on November 14th, 5 p.m. Sportsnet 1. Sportsnet's better pay us for uh, the shoutouts. Anyways, uh, what do you think is going to happen, Nick? Does Porzingis get booed or do the fans cheer him? I think they boo him. I agree. Uh, he requested a trade out of New York. They got the trade done in like less than, I don't even know. It was pretty quick. It was less than 48 hours, I feel. Um, yeah, I feel like he's going to get booed, unfortunately. And you know what? At the end of the day, you really can't blame him for wanting out of New York. Because, well, for one, how poorly the organization is being handled from top to bottom can't really blame him then all the criticism he was gaining from who was it phil jackson if i'm not mistaken everyone yeah, everyone it was in just, organization. yeah exactly so everyone was just crapping on the guy unfortunately and then they wanted him to sign a, a new contract with them and it's like how do you expect anyone to want to go to new york if that's how they treat their stars <laughs> it's like it's it just it, it mind boggles me and you know what for the most part he did pretty well in new york he did, he did, yeah. I don't know if you remember when he got drafted, how all the New York fans were just booing him. Mad. They were they so were mad that him. they signed him. Yeah, I remember that. And then look what happened. Then they ended up loving him, and the organization just couldn't keep it together. Next thing you know, boom, he's gone. He's out of there. He's in Dallas now where he's loved. International flavor in Dallas. Speaking of Dallas, next game that they have, after New York, they're playing Toronto, so Battle of the Internationals. That is actually going to be pretty good. Yeah. What do you call it? You got Siakam in there. Got Siakam, Marcus Saul. Unfortunately, Abaka's not there, but you got a lot of international players going at it in that game. Yeah, that's true. And it's like uh, most of the world should be watching that game because there's, there's like players from different parts of the world in there. Got Cameroon, you got Spain, you got Serbia, you Latvia. got got everything. A little Slovenia, bit of Slovenia was it? Yeah, so is this Slovenia? Oh, I thought it was Serbia. Okay, yeah, Slovenia. Yeah, Dragic is Slo- I forgot. Dragic and Luca are the same nationality, right? I, I think remember. so. Yeah, so you're right. You're right. Then yeah. Slovenia. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So my next game that I think we should watch out for this week is uh Battle of the X's. Brogdon faces his ex-team, the Milwaukee Bucks, in Indiana on Saturday at 4 p.m. Only way you're going to watch that is through League Pass. So, Sorry, guys, but they're just pointing out games that you should be watching. Good luck. Uh, Indiana, off to an okay start. 5-4 and four record. They were, um, they were losing a lot more, actually, in the beginning, and they're now they're picking it up. So don't let that record fool you. Milwaukee, they've been excellent so far i feel like they're missing something though milwaukee 
besides Giannis or Giannis, he's been very he's had an uptick in all his statistics, but I think he's still missing a jump shot and that team is still missing that punch, I uh, feel. Yeah, that's true. Uh the one thing I can draw from both these teams is that defensively, both teams have gone down compared to what they were last year. They were the number one in three defense last season. But Milwaukee was number one at one, 104.6. Lakers are at 98.9 this season. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Sorry, Milwaukee dropped down to eight, I think. That's not bad. Yeah. And then uh, Indiana last year was the third ranked defense in the league, and now they are in the middle of the pack. Both offense and defense are middle of the pack this season. Uh, you can the offense isn't going to improve until Oladipo returns. I feel Oladipo's already starting to practice. He's doing five on five a lot now. Milwaukee, uh, you were talking about ju- uh, jump shots for uh, Giannis. Giannis, yeah, and you know what? He's actually starting to take three pointers. Uh, last game against, I can't remember, I think it was against the Clippers. He tied a career high of uh, three-pointers made. He hit four. And even the last game I, I was watching, he was trying to take those three-pointers. So you can't say that the guy isn't trying. No, he's he's trying for the best best of his abilities. I think having Kyle Korver there will really help him. But as this, I think he needs to fix his head. Whenever he shoots, he tilts his head back. So next time you watch it, watch how you, you know, when you shoot, you're supposed to keep everything going forward as your momentum. He tilts his head back. So watch out for that when you watch him. That's actually an interesting insight. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I have noticed about him, and you know what, I, I think I've seen this in like a couple games where the games have been close for Milwaukee. And I think they've both, I think both games I watched has been losses. I can't remember which one the first one is, but the last one was against the Utah Jazz. I remember uh, it was a close game, and he just tends to lose his mind a little bit and causes dumb fouls. Uh, he ended up fouling out in the game. Oh, yeah, a soft one over Go- Gobert on yeah. that rebound. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's just a thing where you're the superstar. You have to know in moments like that things you should be doing and things you shouldn't. And if you if if you look at things that you shouldn't be doing, it's things like that where it can get called a foul. Your team needs you. You're, they're better off with you on the floor. And you start taking dumb fouls like that, it's not going to work. So he needs to work on that. And it's not the first time I've seen it. I remember I saw it earlier in the season. But uh, yeah, Giannis he he needs to fix he needs to fix the, the dumb fouls he takes towards the end because it ends up costing his team quite a bit. Yeah, he has mental lapses at the end. He's gotten a lot better on defense, except he he's getting a little bit of foul trouble here and there. But I think overall he's improved. Yes, he is. I mean, he's still in the category of, for sure, MVP this year because his numbers keep improving. They've all gone up. Uh, you think he can do a back-to-back or no? No, I think it's voters fatigue already. I think. So sort of like what happened with Harden, eh? No, LeBron. LeBron's the best case. Oh, yeah, case. LeBron is the best case, actually. Because LeBron should have won it in 2011 because he statistically had a better year than D. Rose. But D. Rose went with that narrative. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, youngest MVP, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think if you look at LeBron's last 10 years, I think every year was a, it was at least a top three 
MVP year. Like if I was to look at it without, let's say I didn't vote at all, and I just, I just looked at it as a neutral observer. It's an MVP year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, yeah, it ended up costing him a couple, a few MVPs in there, right? But yeah, you're right. Uh, anyways, Nick. It's been, it's been a joy. I think we're going to go on to our next episode, Rookie Watch. Yeah, we'll do Rookie Watch, and then we'll set the guidelines for uh, Nick and I's uh, fantasy league that we're going to do. We'll see you in the second episode, people. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. And until next time. Bye-bye.